that. Oh shit. is rising it seems that all that was good has died oh no the world is a scary place now that you've woken up the demon in me good morning good afternoon good evening and good night and welcome back to just another movie podcast that was the sultry sounds of richard cheese singing us into our final episode of our zombie movie marathon I'd like to take this time to say hello to my fellow podcaster, Rodney. Hello, Rodney. Thank you for coming back. Thank you for sticking with us. No more zombie movies after this, please. Not for a while, I promise. (laughs) (laughs) Can we watch some kids' cartoons or something next? Uh, We'll have a, I don't know, we'll have a nice action movie or a musical or something. Something happy to to, to cheer you up. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) Um, But yes, I definitely agree. No more zombie movies. (laughs) Like During the the making of this, we had to elongate a little bit and pause it for a little while because I woke up one morning and my house was empty. And there was no noise, <laughs> and I got up, and I got dressed, I had a shower, I didn't see anybody, walked out the street to my car, there was no one in the street, I couldn't <laughs> hear anything, no one was using power tools or anything, I got quite scared, I got out to my car, drove to the traffic lights, there's still nobody, I live right near a major road, and no <laughs> cars were traveling, and my head just went, wait, hang, wait, mm. what, am I, is, is this a zombie apocalypse, am I, am I the Omega Man, is that me, and then like, Tons of cars came past. I'm like, whew, thank goodness. Other people are alive. I was thinking the other day that like, what would you do if literally you went to the window and a zombie was coming in? Like, I mean, is your thought process, I know that this is a movie. I know that happens in movies and in real life people, they should always be able to tell like that's fake. But if you saw it for real, would you think, do I just kill it? Because I mean, does your your survival (laughs) instinct kick in? I would dare say if... Like I saw a zombie coming past my window, I would probably shut the blinds. Shut the blinds. That would be my go first thing. Go back to bed. Go back to sleep. Nothing's wrong. I'll just shut the blinds. That'll make it go away. Yeah. Problem gone. And then stick. If my I can't see it, it's not there. Exactly right. Head under a blanket. Yeah. Now before we kick into uh, today's podcast, we've kept the title uh, a little obscure to, to keep listeners hanging on. Uh, we thought we'd run through a few honourable mentions, uh, mm. movies that didn't quite make our, our five movie marathon. Yeah. Uh, of course, for these honourable mentions, I'm ruling out Cabot in the Woods, because we've already done Cabot in the Woods. Uh, so that did have yeah. a family of pain worshipping zombies in it. Yeah, it's not really a zombie movie, but I mean, I'm stretching the rules as well, so that's I, I stretch on a few, more than <laughs> one. Um, that's why they're so, not in the marathon. Exactly right. These are movies we thought were almost good enough, but not, didn't quite make the cut. Mm-hmm. So your number five? Oh, my number five. I mean, it's right in the... I mean, the two things that appeal to you about this movie are in the title, Zombie Strippers. <laughs> so have you seen this one? No, I cannot say I have. So the strippers Or if part, I did, it was only for the article. Jenna Jameson, the porn star, is in that one. Robert England, who played um, Freddy Krueger, is in that one. Okay. So just based on that, this has got to be the best movie ever, right? <laughs> pretty awful so don't <laughs> don't bother I'm saying don't bother it's in my list but don't bother <laughs> no it's must see but it's it's pretty trashy 
It's one of those ones you see if you are a lover of the genre, perhaps. It's, yeah, or it's one you put on when with your mates and when you want something on, but you don't even you're not paying attention. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, my number five was uh, Serenity from Joss Whedon. Of course. Of course, you're gonna say oh, of course. Oh man, of yep. course. Go on. I know it's not technically a zombie movie, you know, but it's on the honorable mentions because but it's by Joss uh, Whedon, so the Reavers from Serenity are the result of a government experiment with rage. Uh, and they result in very strong, very fast, flesh-eating monsters. Does that sound familiar to you at all? It's pretty familiar. Yeah. Um, so while it can be said to be more of a space western than a zombie movie, the zombies are a key element to the movie. Mm. So. I have a really good space western that I'll save for another time. But are, are you throwing... Not, is, was that a throwback to me? Tell me it's not Cowboys and Aliens. No, it's not Cowboys and Aliens. I don't good. like that very much. That is throwback to you. What's your number four? Number four, Pet Cemetery. This is the one based on that Stephen King novel... Yeah, the it's 80s. cemetery is misspelled. It's S-M-A. Yeah, and I mean, I know it's only loosely, you know, a zombie movie, but like I said, we're stretching the rules. But, you know, they bury their pets well, and they come back to life, but they, they also, come back evil. They also buries his kid and he comes back He buries back his kid and demon, then so. he buries his wife. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, the dead come back to life and, and attack them. That's zombie-ish. Yeah, it's, close no, it's enough. completely zombie-ish. It's, you know, it's an old burial ground from memory in Pet Cemetery. It's so. a pet cemetery where kids, when, when kids can't deal with their pets being dead, the parents take the pets down and bury them and they come back the next day. Yeah, and they smell something, don't they? But sometimes it's dead been, is better. It's been quite some time since I've seen Pet they Cemetery. Go, from memory, they smell really bad. They smell pretty bad. <laughs> they smell like they're dead anyway. Uh, well, my number four is a bit more of a recent one. It's from this year, 2013. It's World War Z. Uh, I didn't like it originally. Uh, I've since gone back and rewatched it illegally. Shh, don't tell anyone I download stuff. But yeah, it is, you know, a global zombie infestation has hit the world. Uh, survivors flee and attempt to make sense of the chaos. To find a cure, they must first find the source. So, apart from the fact it's not based on the novel whatsoever, um, yeah, it's really good. It's, it's not a bad action zombie movie. Once you get past, you know, Brad Pitt, it's quite enjoyable, actually. So that was a good pick. That's a great pick, yo. Great, mm. great pick. But back to me. Um, back to you. Number my, three. <laughs> my number three, Zombieland. Have you seen Zombieland? You must I have, have seen Zombieland. Ruben Fleischer. Woody, Woody Harrelson and uh, Mark Zuckerberg. And Bill Murray. Yeah, and Bill... Oh, spoiler alert. Yeah, Bill Murray. No, he's, he's probably the best thing about that movie. Pretty sure he's, he's on the credit for the movie. Told, I think I've told that story, for, though. For quite some was, years, so... Huh, I think I've told that story, but it was meant to be Patrick Swayze in that role. It was. But right before, I mean, right he'd, he'd being diagnosed with cancer, he was like, I'm not sure it's cool <laughs> if my last movie role is me playing, a, pretending to be a zombie. That's not cool. But the movie was cool. Agreed. So it makes my honourable... And, you know, Twinkie's been out of existence for a little while, not too long ago, so... Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Cool story, bro. Conspiracy. Uh, my number three, and technically my number two, are sort of a back-to-back, because I saw these first at a Melbourne Film Festival. No. Oh, okay. Uh, my number three is Fido from 2006. I know, I haven't seen that. It's a Canadian film. Uh, it's it's the age-old story of a boy and his zombie, basically. Um, it didn't get a mainstream release in Australia, but it's kind of, uh, I don't know, it, it's got politics throughout it, but it's it's got a nice slice of black humour, which is sort of, you know, the homespun 1940s kind of mm. family has a pet zombie, because everyone has pet zombies, because okay. the zombie infestation is hit. So Boy Scouts are taught to shoot for the head and <laughs> all this kind of stuff, and yeah. Oh, they don't stand the chance. But it's it's technically a zombie romantic comedy as well because Billy Connolly, who plays the the lead zombie, is. Oh, that's why you saw it. That's why I saw it. Now, I understand. Why I saw it. now it's all coming together. I'm like, you and doesn't go to film festivals. <laughs> What's this about? Billy um, Connolly explains yeah. it all. Billy Connolly, who uh, does play the the lead zombie Fido, yeah. um, kind of. Goes so against that, his programming because they have these ro- robotic collars from memory that okay. allow them to, to do manual labor. So he's like a pet. 
Yeah, fighter. He's fighter. basically like a pet, hence the name fighter. Okay, cool. So if you were wondering what happened in Shaun of the Dead after Shaun of the Dead, Fido happened. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Is it back to me? Back to you. Number two. Number two. This is my number two movie. Getting to the top of the list. Number Plan- two. Planet Terror. Planet Terror. Have you seen this one? I own it. I have not <laughs> yet seen it. Oh, it's really good. I do own it though. It's better than you think. I, I think it got a lot of bad reviews. It was part of the Grindhouse it pack was. with the Quentin Tarantino Death Proof, which I think is also really, really good. Mm-hmm. But... um. I mean, yeah, everything that, that Robert Rodriguez does is always going to be a genre tilted movie. So if you go in expecting something, and it's called Grindhouse. <laughs> but no, Rose McGowan is in it. She absolutely kicks ass. She has a gun for a leg, and it's amazing. That's all you need to know. Fair enough. And Bruce Willis, Bruce Willis is in it as Bruce Willis in a Bruce Willis role. Really? Does he play Bruce Willis? He Bruce Willis is it up. <laughs> he comes on screen and then he squints at the bad guy, <laughs> sort of squints a little bit. And is he bald as well? He's bald. How did you know? Ah, is that Bruce Willis? Okay. <laughs> so it's not the other Bruce Willis. No, that, that Bruce Willis. The Fair enough. Uh, my number two, as I said, was the second part of the movie marathon I watched was Black Sheep from New Zealand. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've got here in my notes, it's genetic engineering gone bad. <laughs> no. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> it does bring a bit more black comedy and violent death to the zombie kind of genre. Uh, and the fact that the bad guy's technically zombie sheeps. I, mm. I like it a lot. It kind of reminds me of Peter Jackson's early work. Yeah, absolutely. I haven't seen it all the way through, but I remember, like, you kind of imagine that it was just some deranged guy made it himself on a on a home recorder or something. But it's actually pretty charming and funny. Like, yeah. it's really endearing. Like, you hear about it, you think, geez, that's going to be pretty bad. It's going to be pretty yeah. B-grade. But it's, it's, almost, it's not bad. It's got it's, some good jokes. and It's kind of like... Dead Snow does it better, but it's kind of similar to that. Dead Snow does do it better. It's like zombies in our backyard. To be fair, Dead Snow has zombie Nazis. Yes, so true. zombie Nazis is going to be zombie How can you compete shit. with that? So what was your, your number one almost run, Rodney? Number one, Evil Dead 2. Evil Dead 2. Again, more of a monster movie. And it's only number one because it's the best out of these five movies. <laughs> because it's a classic. It is. But yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. You love Evil Dead. Absolutely do. This is my boomstick. Here's the... What does he say? He's the the best chin in Hollywood. The biggest chin in Hollywood. That's the name of his book. <laughs> Campbell's book. I do love Bruce Campbell. So but wait. that remake of Evil Dead, which, I mean, yeah, don't I'm, even bother with that. Just go straight to Evil Dead 2. If you haven't seen him, that's the one. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. Uh, my number one almost hit is a movie you may or may not have heard of. It's called Slither from 2006. I've heard of it. I haven't seen it. The main reason I saw it is because the star was Nathan Fillion, mm. who was in Serenity and a few other things that I liked, mainly directed by Joss Whedon. Again with the Joss Whedon. Enter Rodney's eye rolls. <sighs> um, basically, alien parasites infect human hosts and turn them into zombies. So again, <laughs> a bit like Joss Whedon fans? Technically not a zombie <laughs> movie. I'm just not listening to you anymore. Yeah. Um, but it was written and directed by James Gunn, okay. who you may or may not know. I'm showing... Trying to guess if Rodney's picked the name yet. Probably not. Mm. He came from the Troma school of movies. Oh. And he's the guy who actually wrote and directed Tromeo and Juliet. Ah, oh. Troma movies as a movie marathon. Maybe Stew on another that. time. Stew on that one. Maybe another time. So yes, that's our, our almost ran list. Mm. Please, you know, obviously we recommend these movies. Otherwise we yeah. wouldn't mention them to you. So go out if you haven't seen them. Check them out. They've got the seal, the seal of approval. But since you mentioned uh, remakes, Ronnie, that does kind of tie us nicely into yeah. our number one and final movie for You're this. probably uh, working out already by the process of elimination <laughs> that there's a big movie missing from our marathon and our honorable mentions. Yes, and we did, left it for the, the final one. In fact, we've left it, so we're doing two movies, not one. Yes, that's right. And number Surprise. one is actually two movies. It's the Settle original in. and the remake of Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead. <laughs> Dawn of the Dead. Dun, dun, dun of the Dead. <laughs> Dun, 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 of the dead. The one of the dead. 
So, we're going to have a, a little snippet from the original <laughs> Dawn of the Dead now. Okay. Uh, so we'll play that. We'll come back to you. Human population. The normal question, the first question is always, are these cannibals? No, they are not cannibals. Cannibalism in the true sense of the word implies an interspecies activity. These creatures cannot be considered human. They prey on humans. They do not prey on each other. That's the difference. They attack and they feed only on warm human flesh. Intelligence, seemingly little or no reasoning power, but basic skills remain a more remembered behaviors from uh, normal life. There are reports of these creatures using tools, but even these actions are the most primitive. The use of external articles as bludgeons and so forth. I might point out to you that even animals will adopt the basic use of tools in this manner. These creatures are nothing but pure motorized instinct. We must not be lulled by the concept that these are our family members or our friends. They are not. They will not respond to such emotions. They must be destroyed on sight. So clearly, as you can tell from the, the clip we've selected here, that we are full of fun of mirth here at uh, yes. Just Another Movie Podcast. So I'll ask you, Rodney, first off. I usually have a pun for you at this point, but I haven't got one pre-prepared. So what was your impressions of the, the first movie? Like, would you remember the first time you saw it? or I remember the first time I saw it. I bought it. I don't think I'd ever seen it before, but then I bought it on DVD and that's the DVD that's rolling in the background while we record this. <laughs> DVD. It was yeah. at one of those $5 stores in the city. Do you remember those? I do. Right before DVDs became completely worthless, <laughs> they were selling them for slightly more than that. So for a few dollars. So I was like, $5, Dawn of the Dead. That's amazing. The best thing about it though, is it's got a one hour documentary on it. So I watched Dawn of the Dead and the documentary straight through and it was the best. Nice. This was like, you know, 10 years ago or something. Hmm. Not, not, I didn't see it ages ago. Well, the Blu-ray version I purchased not long ago Whoa, has got the, the director's commentary as well. This as has got the, some commentaries. Yeah. yeah, I haven't, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. To so for those who don't know, already know, mm. if not, thank you for staying for five zombie movies. Mm. Uh, but Dawn of the Dead is basically the zombie apocalypse has hit. It's day two, if you will, of a, a zombie attack. Uh, it kind of follows on from Night of the Living Dead, which was Romero's original movie, but not quite like it's it's supposed to be follow on, but I think we can say that it's a standalone movie by itself. Would you agree? Yeah, it's meant to be a sequel, but I don't think there's any reference to it. Like, you're not going to be confused. Yeah. You're not going to watch Dawn of the Dead and go, geez, I missed the original, so I have yeah, no idea what happened. Why is he exactly. shooting zombies? I don't get it. Exactly right. <laughs> but basically, uh, a small band of survivors hole up in a shopping mall yeah. uh, and kind of see if they can survive through the apocalypse, I guess would be the best way to put it without throwing yeah. too many spoilers out there. Oh, it is a spoiler podcast, by the way, for those yeah, listening along. So say that now. Hit if you haven't, and watch it now. We'll if you haven't you watched the original or the remake, you might want to, yeah, come back a little <laughs> later on. Mm. No, it's set in a mall. That's the big draw of the movie is that it's set in a mall because, hmm. I mean, this was back when they had just been invented, basically. Oh, well, yeah. At, at the time of filming, the first one, back in you know, 1977 when it was yeah. filmed, this was the biggest mall in America. <laughs> yes. Like, malls and it's weren't not that, that big. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Malls weren't that great. It's now been surpassed, it's I think, 19 times. Yeah. Um, but it's still a reasonably huge mall in the movie. Oh, I'm not saying it's small, but like, I mean, the whole thing is this zombie outbreak has happened and the, there's a few survivors who are determined to, you know, get away. And they get in this helicopter and they're flying over the countryside looking for like, where are we going to land? What are we going to do? And they see this mall and they go, 
what is that? <laughs> like, what is it? I don't even understand. <laughs> what is and this the other giant guy, complex? The other guy's check it out. He's a bit more worldly. He's like, it's one of those malls, one of those shopping centers. Like, mm. <laughs> one of the newfangled oh, yeah, modern things. Imagine life in the 70s. It must have been awful. <laughs> well, they had helicopters. That's something, mm. I suppose. But yeah, so the, there's kind of three male protagonists and a one female protagonist. Mm. And obviously there's a couple and, you know, they go against everything. I think... Um, Best setup ever. Thank you. <laughs> I, I didn't have a pun and now I've, I've thrown myself out for the rest of the podcast. That's the way it works. Um, I think that the the one thing I do like about the movie the most, I'm just going to hit off with my notes here. Yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, in the original, like the Night of the Living Dead, zombies represented nuclear power and the threat of being bombed by communists and that sort of mm. stuff. Because it was released in the early 60s. Yes. That was the big threat of the zombies. They were it's, it's a, the yeah, unknown it's enemy. It's a metaphor for that. Exactly. But now here we're in the late 70s and the zombies have gone from being a fear of, you know, destruction from an external power to fear of destruction from an internal power because mm. basically it's against consumerism. Yeah, basically. Zombies are the mindless consumers who are wandering around the malls just, you know, going about their normal day-to-day lives. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's perfect timing. <laughs> Listeners can't see this, but it, it's syncing up with us watching it in the background. But there's like a montage of just zombies aimlessly walking through the mall <laughs> and like, it's like, quick cuts between them and the mannequins and they're walking up the walking up the escalators and they're they're like <laughs> bumping into clothes on the racks and stuff it's i mean it's hard not to say that it's drawing parallels between us and how we actually act when we get into a mall we're just stupefied by all the wonderful things we can spend our money on well this being said uh, i live right near chadson shopping center yeah, for those true. who are listening at <laughs> home and last night they had a uh, they're open till midnight and they had a 75 percent off at some selected stores oh, oh, okay so I went there at like nine o'clock at night just because, you know, you could and just to see what was happening. You could not get a car park in the place. Mm. It took me 20 minutes. And that's, you know, a long time for Chadston. And Why would you get a there car was just park people there? everywhere. Like literally everywhere. It was just surrounded by people. Mm. And it wasn't, you know, happy, smiley, talky people. It was angry, walky, shouty people. So mm. it's quite like strange that. having watched Dawn of the Dead, yeah. the original, and then the remake, and then going to Chadston near midnight. <laughs> it was just, ah! So obviously, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's got zombies, it's about, it's anti-consumer, or at least it's making a comment on consumerism. I don't know if it's, na- I don't know if it's necessarily anti-consumerism, but it's certainly trying to make a comment about it. Yes, I It's agree. like, you know, this is a double-edged sword that we're getting into, guys. Agreed. Because obviously they do benefit from the, uh, the process of consumerism because they get all their goods from all the, <laughs> the shops in the mall. They basically yeah. survive because the mall is there, yeah. not any other way. I think um, I mean, like you, you can hold yourself up in there and you can survive for ages. You can even survive a zombie apocalypse. But, I mean, we'll get to this a bit later, but the, the real question is what's next? What happens after that? And that's when it, this movie takes a very weird philosophical turn, I think. <laughs> but we'll get to that later. That's for later. Do you want to talk a bit more about the characters? It's sure. not, I mean, it's four particular people, right? It is four particular people. You've got, uh, you know, you've got the, the blonde heroine who... Mm. She's quite stronger than the, the typical heroine you find in this sort of a movie. Like, I know I read through the production notes that she yeah. doesn't actually scream throughout the movie. Usually well, the role of the blonde in the zombie yeah. movie is to scream. And it says in the documentary up. that she didn't want to scream. Like, Romero was asking her to scream, and she was like, no way. Yeah, he asked <laughs> her he once, like... and she said, no, 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 my character would never do that. And he yeah. didn't ask her again. She also reveals that it was her first acting role, and she had no idea what she was doing. Yeah. <laughs> that explains a lot. Just like she uh, put on her CV that she could ice skate <laughs> yeah. and the mall happened to have an ice rink. And yeah. so they've got, no worries, we'll just film you, you know, ice skating all by yourself with no one else. 
And so she managed to do about one circle and then fell over. And that's why the only film you see is just her circling very it's a, slowly. Yeah, it's about as good as I would be on the ice, I think. Oh, I'm worse, I'm pretty sure. But she starts off very... Um, I mean, her, her her partner helps her escape, so she's definitely like tagging along with him at mm. the start. And it turns out, of course, she's preggers. She's up the duff. Yes. So, you know, she's kind of positioned at first as a bit of a liability. But as necessity arises, she, you know, finds inner strength in herself. And this is before Alien. This is before Terminator, you know. Yep. And she's, yeah, she's a great role model. <laughs> Agreed. I think this movie, though, has an amazing sense of social justice. And that's really the strength of it for me. So you got all the consumerist stuff, but then there's all the other stuff. So there's the girl. We can move on maybe to... Who do you want to move on to? Her partner, I suppose, just to get that done. Yeah, go for it. He's the, the guy who flies the helicopter. He's like a bit of an executive or something and... He's really like, I'll save you. I'll save you, my partner. We're going to have a child. Yeah. He finds out later anyway. Yeah. But he's like, I'll protect you. You are to be protected and I'm the man. And it might, you know, it might prove to be his undoing or he might at least learn a lesson about that. Definitely. But the other thing that's great about his character is how hopeless he is. <laughs> he holds a gun, <laughs> but he's like always fumbling and putting bullets in and they fall down. And then the zombies appear out of nowhere and he's falling over. He's a bit like Kurt Russell in, you know, Big Trouble in Little China or something. Yeah, I'm pretty it's sure useless. that the, the other two characters say, you know, you've got to shoot him in the head. And his first four shots hit the guy in the chest, the shoulder, and the arm, foot and the knee. Hit someone else. He hit himself somehow. <laughs> Yeah, he's a bit rubbish. Yeah, it's like the safest place to, to stand with him and a gun is right in front of him. He'll be fine. Yeah, kind of the opposite of the woman. He positions himself at the start as I'll save you and then he turns out to be useless. Yeah. And then you got the other two guys. Well, the other two guys are members of a SWAT team. Yes. Um, there's a black guy and a white guy. Mm. Uh, commentators have said that the black guy's only in it because the lead actor in A Night of the Living Dead was a black guy. Yeah. Okay. I disagree, but yeah, you know that's just the way people well, go. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's got a racial balance, of course. You've got to have a black guy. I mean, it'd be crazy if there was no black people in the movie, right? Yeah. It would be even worse. But he's kind of the hero of the black guy. He is. He's like the cowboy. He is. And again, this kind of comes not towards the height of the the black exploitation, but it certainly... Taps into that a little bit. Taps into it a little bit that the black guy is the hero, because he was kind of the hero in Night of the Living Dead as well. Whoops, spoilers, sorry. Um, <laughs> but the black guy, he's, he, I get the feeling like he's a bit more worldly. He's, he's kind of cautious. Mm. He cautions people, don't do that. Like He's slightly I mean, more sensible than his counterpart. Yeah, this gives me a chance to work in my favourite zombie pun. Don't do that, it'll come back to bite you. Be like a zombie. Oh, oh, groaning, what's wrong with that? <laughs> That's that was, really good. That was awful. The black guy, though, he's super confident, he's amazing. The other is. guy is a homebred, corn-fed, blonde-haired, blue-eyes white guy. Yeah, he's a cowboy, basically, is how I would describe him. But I've already described the black guy as a cowboy. No, he's, he's the sheriff. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Hmm. So you've got this this white guy now. I mean, he's pretty handy with a gun. He knows his way around, but he's super cocky. He's like, I can do anything. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, he's going to get his comeuppance if he doesn't listen to the black guy's advice. <laughs> Sorry, as we're saying this, a zombie's attacking them on the screen, yeah, so it's fun great. to watch. Um Perhaps we talk a little bit about the set as well, the mall okay. itself, because it was actually a mall. It yes. was a real operating mall. In Pittsburgh, I think. In Pittsburgh, that is correct. Um, up until, it's still in operation, in fact. The mall itself is still in operation. Huh. They had some renovations. The ice rink isn't there anymore. It's now a food no. court. But uh, the mall <laughs> itself still stands. People go there today to see where it was shot. Um, so throughout the, the day, the mall operated as a mall. Mm. And then at about uh, 10 o'clock at night, they got the rights to take over and start filming. Mm-hmm. And so from 10 o'clock to 6 a.m., they could film. But they had to stop filming at 6 o'clock for a very important reason. Do you know what that is, Rodney? Daylight? No, not daylight. The mall opened? 
No, the mall didn't open until 7 o'clock. They had to stop shooting at 6. No? Ah, Not because of cleanup. You're killing me. They couldn't figure out how to turn the music off. Uh, (laughs) Every morning at 6 a.m., the music kicked in, and they did not know how to turn it off. That's Mm. why the joke is in there about how turning the switch and the music kicks up. I definitely get the feeling a lot of things came up, and they were like, use that. (laughs) We are definitely using that. Apparently, there's a guy in this who's... um, He's only got a bit of a bit part, but his name's... um, I think it's John Savini. Savini. Yep. He's a um, special effects artist and he happens to look like a rat man. So he always gets asked <laughs> to play bit roles in horror movies too. You probably know him from... Um, from Dust Till Dawn. From Dust Till Dawn. Dawn. Yeah, he's role. that guy. He did all the special effects for this movie and he got asked to be in it in the end. Hmm. But he said, um, basically, George Romero went to him and said, I'm going to make a sequel to Night of the Living Dead. It's time for you to think of ways to kill people. Yes. So he did. And he tells a great story about how they blow up that guy's head at the start of the movie, how... He made this rubber cast of a head and filled it with blood and condoms and all this stuff that was on the craft service table. Mm-hmm. And when they blew it up, like the whole, like the, the crew just erupted in applause and everything. And he said the reason it works so well in the movie is because in the opening scene, they're blowing up someone's head. You know, that's the start of the movie. Imagine what's going to happen by the end of the movie. Yeah. It does get a lot worse. But um, just to interrupt you for a second, do you yes. know where that head cast came from? No. It was the head cast of the lead actress for the alternate ending that didn't end up shooting. Ah, spoiler. What was, what was the alternate ending? The alternate ending was she was going to kill herself rather than become a zombie by putting her head into the helicopter blades. Hmm. But since that, that ending didn't happen, so that's yes. not really a spoiler. I should tell you anything <laughs> goes in this movie. Uh, they didn't decide to go with that. Yes, they didn't they go with that. To go with. So they reused the head. They put a beard on it and dressed it in an afro and ah, yeah, go. they blew it up. Another guy does get his head uh, cut off at the start of the movie. Maybe they just transpose that to the start. True. Yeah. And uh, I believe they used that particular actor because he was always renowned for having such a small forehead. <laughs> so the extra forehead Perfect. wouldn't show off. Perfect. I have just uh, the role for you. Exactly right. We've got a lot to get through. Let's just keep moving. We do. I'm trying to plow through my notes here because okay. it's great. Ooh, I'm not even looking um, at mine. This is the first time in the Ramiro oeuvre because it's more than one Ramiro movie Ooh. where the walking dead are referred to as zombies huh. it's not said in Night of the Living Dead at all I think the movie's called zombie in some countries it is with an I no E yes like Z-O-M-B-I so in order to make it slightly more uh, uh. <laughs> comedic <laughs> yeah they added higher levels of gore uh, so it's slightly more like a comic book which is the mm. style Romero was going for yeah um, I think that really does well play off against the consumerism kind of angle. What do you think? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I, I mean, I think you talk about them having to stop production because of the music. Obviously, that's a problem from a production point of view. It is no problem from the soundtrack point of view because there's there's <laughs> cheesy music playing all the time and undercuts the gore and it, I guess heightens it in a way. Mm. <clears throat> the, other, the other music that we get that's not music, though, is by that band Goblin. Which um, they did a lot of like Dario Argento movies, okay, and like Suspiria and Deep Red, and it's really synth heavy. It's really droning kind of stuff. Very like seventies, eighties. Okay, I really like it. I think it's good stuff. Cool. Uh, we're not really uh, trying to plow through our notes here. <laughs> <laughs> I just read a note before. <laughs> the only thing I wrote down was "There's a lurking zombie with a suspiciously large forehead," because <laughs> I knew he was. I knew what was coming. That's using your head. Um, oh, and then I wrote, the third blade lifts the skin. The fourth blade shaves even closer. The tenth blade, that's just bug it off down the pub. Like, <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah. anyway. Thank you. Champagne comedy. 
Um, my last note that I have for the yep. original, I think it's the last note I have. Yeah, last note I have for the original is this is one of the first films to use um, amputees for the visual effects. As far as I'm aware, this is one of mm. the first films. Not saying yeah, it's the right. first film, but it's one of the the first films. Okay. These people with like you know only half Amputees. an arm, and then okay, yeah. put the other arm on so you can cut it off on screen. <laughs> there's the there's a priest early on with one leg. Hmm. But I guess that reminds me of that old Todd Browning movie, Freaks. That's from like the 20s or something. Mm-hmm. They're not amputees, so it doesn't have that political message, I guess. No. But that uses like, you know, there's like a half man and yes. little freak person and, and you can join, join twins and stuff. That's amazing too. Yes. But um, yeah, no, that's good stuff. Absolutely. Google gobble. Really, really scary. If you haven't seen it, go see Freaks as well as the movies <laughs> we're talking about. Um. Yeah, so they're stuck in the mall. I mean, there's food everywhere. There's clothes everywhere. There's really good scenes of them, all of them, even the guys, walking around in big, expensive female, like, mink coats and stuff, mm-hmm. having really serious conversations about why the zombies are coming to the mall and waxing philosophical about how it's, you know, oh, they have memories. This was a special place to them, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So we should uh, fast forward a little towards the end of the movie, I guess, because okay. it's getting that way. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, obviously they survive, oh, well, they, they lock themselves okay. into the mall, yep. they find a way to, to live and habitate, and they, yeah. they make it like a home, basically. So, they... so what happens is they barricade the mall, and then it's just them in the mall. Hmm. That is my favourite part of the movie, from then <laughs> until when the gang arrives. You would expect the zombies in the gang would be my favourite part, not me. The Jean-Paul Sartre play <laughs> part, that's my favourite bit. Because, yeah. <laughs> it just degrades. Ever since I've seen this movie, like, I always imagine what it'd be like being locked in a store or something at yeah. night with no one's around, what you'd do. That's exactly what I would do. I'd go around and play with all the mannequins and <laughs> yeah. I'd you know, just dress up in clothes yeah. and get all the guns and shoot them off and just do crazy shit. And that's exactly what they do. <laughs> but the white guy, he, he, you know, in setting up the, in setting up all the barricades, he gets bitten by a zombie, even though he got told to be careful and whatever. So he, he flew too close to the sun. He turns into mm-hmm. a zombie and they have to kill him. Then it's just the woman, her partner, and the black guy. Yeah. <laughs> this is my favorite bit so much. The black guy is like trying to be all good. He dresses up like a butler and makes them dinner so that they can have a special evening. And then like the the, the, the couple are lying in bed and the guy's just kind of slumped over and the, the camera slowly pulls back like it's a Kubrick film or something. And then they're just sitting down having dinner. The guy gets over and turns on the TV and there's nothing on the TV. And then the woman says, why did you do that? They stopped broadcasting days ago. And he goes, I thought they might have been broadcasting. And then she walks over and turns it off and sits down. And then he gets up and turns it back on. Like, it's just like, (laughs) this is what it's come to. You know what I mean? Like hell is other people for sure. Definitely agree. And it just, that just tickles me. Because no one talks about those scenes as their favourite ones. They just made me laugh, though. It's like, what is this movie? Yeah, they do, they do play very well the, the tension of just being stuck with people that you don't like for a very long period of time. Oh, it's just like, this is it. If we're not going to leave, what's our purpose? We've lost all purpose of life now. Mm. We are absurd. Exactly right. Yeah. Which I believe is when they start trying to uh, listen for other people on the radio. Does that sound about right to you? Yeah, they do that. And that's when, <laughs> I believe it's the woman who says, oh, we're in this mall. Mm. and then the biking in trouble goes, really there's a mall awesome oh, interesting we're gonna go get that which mall are you in <laughs> yeah, yeah. and the black guy then has peace of mind to go shut up yeah don't ixnay on the old man <laughs> uh, and of course the bikey gang the bikey gang eventually towards them. finds out where they are uh, and yeah just wreaks havoc basically yeah. and that's the, pretty much the end of the movie well they screw it up because they little the zombies in and then they go oh wait wait this place does suck and then they leave yeah. It's like they, they worked it out in five minutes. It took these other idiots like six months or something. 
these guys just ride around on motorbikes going, ah, oh, fuck. Uh, One of my other notes, uh, though. <laughs> One of my other notes was, good thing that there was a gun shop in that mall. Like, I mean, with after in the days of Michael Moore and post 9-11, you wouldn't get away with having a gun store like that full of ammo. Yeah, there wasn't actually a gun shop in the mall. They yeah. went and found another one to put it in the movie. But, yes, good thing this, this particular fictional mall happened yeah, to have a gun cool. shop. Um, and so that, yeah, that kind of brings us to the towards the end of this movie. Obviously, the zombies are rampaging through the mall. Uh, our lead protagonist, the the pilot guy, sort of gets bitten, and because of that, uh, their secret hiding place is discovered because he's doing his usual routine. So he goes to the the place where they live, and all yeah. those other zombies follow him. And then it leads us to the showdown of the black man who's kind of trying to be the the lone survivor, fighting off the zombies to the last bullet. Yeah. And uh, the woman tries to escape to the roof to get into the helicopter. Yeah. She manages to start it, but that's about it. So the black guy, I mean, he has this really interesting moment where he goes, I'm not going with you. Whatever's out there, I don't want to face it. Being in this Jean-Paul Sartre play has made me realize that I just <laughs> wa- I don't want to live anymore. And then he's, he gets held up in this warehouse and he's got this tiny little gun. For some reason, he's got a tiny little gun. But he points it to his head and it's like, oh, he's going to kill himself. He's going to wait till the last possible second and he's going to kill himself. And the zombies kind of lurch closer and closer. And then he changes his mind and pow, pops the zombie right in his <laughs> stupid face. And he's like, I want to live. <laughs> I think he shouts, I want to live. And he runs up to the helicopter. Exactly right. Well, that was supposed to be the alternate ending. He was supposed to kill himself. Ah. And the blonde was supposed to die with her head in the helicopter blades. Wouldn't have worked. Because no it's the eighth blade that cuts the deepest. <laughs> uh, and the other 14, hey, they're just along for the ride. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so yeah, that was supposed to be the ultimate ending, and that's when they filmed the, the ending we see yeah. of him going, "No, no, I really do want to live. I don't want to be a zombie." So, yeah. so I mean, I really like this one. What do you what do you think of it? And it's pretty, it's a bit dated, but other than that, apart from the fact that it's very dated, I think it's reasonably apt to what would happen in the period. I think that's you know, if you're in a zombie <laughs> apocalypse and you hold up in a mall, that's most likely to happen. Okay, cool. I've got people shaking their heads at me now. I know what you mean? They don't understand what I'm on. talking about. It's Pretty apt for a zombie attack in the late and you would been drinking. No. <laughs> are we, do we rate it now? What are we doing? Yeah, give me your okay. rating. What do you What do you think? I'll give it eight. It's really good. Classic. It it's eight. Classic. I also give it an eight. It's a very oh, good movie. Awkward. One of us has to go home and change. <laughs> well, that's going to be you then. No. Um, yeah, it's it's a classic zombie movie. Yeah. And it's done very well. There's no other way to put it, really. I mean, like I say, it's got an amazing sense of social justice. The blonde-haired, blue-eyed, all-American guy dies from his own cockiness the black guy i mean think about what this movie sets up a pregnant blonde woman flies off in a helicopter with a black man this is the 70s amazing i love it it's so progressive it's great yes it's destroy i mean you know the, the idea is that the man and the woman are going to have a little family and live and they'll propagate the species no the dad's dead baby yeah with a little black servant man i mean uh perhaps you shouldn't oh, say that cut that <laughs> anyway i give it eight it's good and I agree. Eight, definitely good. Yes. So, now we're moving right on, just because okay. we can. Yeah. Uh, here's the uh, next little snippet we have for you. This is from the remake of Dawn of the Dead. Remix. Rewind. It's called Dawn of the Dead. <laughs> Very original title there. Yes. Here it is. Hell is overflowing. And Satan is sending his dead to us. Why? Because. You have sex. You kill unborn children. You have men on man relations. Same sex 
judge you? How do you think your God will judge you? Well, friends, now we know. When there is no more room in hell, the dead will walk the earth. Dawn of the Dead, part two, the, t- the second go-round. Dawn of the Dead 2, that's right. This time, uh, it's Zack Snyder who's had a, a new lease on life and he's trying to breathe some life back into this zombie classic. Well, it's his first movie. You thought, thought I was out of feature? puns. You thought I was out of puns. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, so, obviously, I'm not usually a big fan of remakes to begin with. No. Uh, I usually think the, the original did it better regardless of what the remake is. You agree? Disagree? Oh, yeah. Nine times out of ten. Nine times out of ten? Yeah. That was a great what remake. What do you think of this one? Remember that remake? Nine times out of ten? <laughs> no, I, I was really surprised because this one started and I was like, oh, this is actually, it's a bit interesting. Mm. I expected to not like it at all. Because, yeah, well, the plot of this one is basically the same as the plot of the first one. A group of people hold up in a mall, uh, survive a zombie apocalypse. That's if, the, the cover the, sheet. The one-liner is the The one-liner, yeah. yes. The, the story the, follows a completely different thing. There's yeah. a completely different group of people hold up in the mall. The elevator pitch is the same, but you walk out of the elevator and I reckon it's pretty different. Okay. Go on. Well, I'd say the movie even has a different lead to begin with because while the lead of the other one can be said to be the black man or the, the female yeah. star, the lead of the remake is definitely, I think, the female nurse. I think she's our main protagonist. It's who we see the world through. Yeah, Agree? Disagree? A little bit. A little bit. Well, I don't know. I mean, the black guy in the second one, the remake, has a prominent role as well. Leadership role. Bing Rames. Yeah. 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 Okay. Myself. <laughs> I was annoyed that he didn't get a cut and they put a little band-aid on it. I was waiting for the band-aid as well. Definitely was. Strike number one, (laughs) Zack Schneider. So uh, the main differences between these two is obviously the people who end up in the mall. Oh, man. Everybody. Because we've gone from... Everyone's in the mall. There's like 600 people in there. We've gone from a very small band of three to a very large band of... I think it's about nine, isn't it? Well, it starts with... And a dog. (laughs) Isn't there about five people to start with? They get in the mall. There's already some people in the mall. So then they join them. And oh, there's another person just drives come up in a truck. Through the door. There's another person in that building over there. Let's include him. That's one of my favorite parts of the movies. Can't is the guy in the gun shop across the way. Yeah. So, like they're in a building surrounded by zombies, at least fifty zombies <laughs> deep. And then all the way on the other side of the parking lot is a gun shop. Just one. And on the roof of the gun shop is a guy just going, "Hi, <laughs> hello." <laughs> Got lots of guns. <laughs> I feel like that guy might have been just unattractive. That's why he's never up close. He's <laughs> always shot from afar. <laughs> like, oh, you can play the guy in the other building. Mm. There is actually a um, like a special feature on one of the, the DVD releases or the Blu-rays, perhaps, which is his video diary of him All right. like in the shop. That tells you we're in the modern era, folks. Exactly right. Uh, but also, according to his video diary, like he says when they arrived at the mall, and then he says, obviously, when they, they leave the mall. Uh, and that whole thing, the whole transition transpires over 28 days. Mm. So it's basically 28 days later in a mall. In an alternate universe. Mm. The zombies are pretty fast in this one as well, like 28 Days Later. And one of the things that's pretty different is you just get bitten, you go, now I'm a zombie. It's really quick. Yes, everything's, around, everything's sped up. It's much more fast. The period is really quick. Mm. And also, Zack Snyder has taken away the comic book kind of element to the original as well, so it's far more realistic. It's less 
comedic yeah, in actually, its style. You know what it reminded me of in the opening scenes? Have you seen uh, Black Mirror, that show? That's I have not show? seen Black Mirror. Oh, it's the best. You've you told me to watch that. it. It's, really, it's just really good because it kind of takes a premise, but it really it, it, it focuses in on it and you get you know like a case study of what it would actually be like and it plays, plays something out to its logical conclusion. But it exists in a world where it's absolutely the norm. It's not a strange thing. And it really infiltrates the whole world. So even though you're watching one particular you know, instance of this new technology or this new twist or whatever play out, it, it, it actually, you know, you know. Spans globally. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So in the start of this movie, when you've got, you know, a whole montage of different international news broadcasts and yep. it just feels really considered. It does. I like the way that they do the, the slow burn in regards to zombies yeah. as well. Like, you know, we open the movie with the nurse in a hospital. There's a guy in ICU with a bite wound. Oh, he's in a bite wound. Okay, it's great. I'm at the end of a 32-hour shift. I'm going home to bed tonight. <laughs> yeah. So she goes home and sleeps in you know, bed with her husband and they get work the next day from the little girl next yeah. door who's you know missing her chin and <laughs> she bites the husband and the husband turns into a zombie. and Straight away. Yeah. Bang. Whole world's in peril straight yeah. away. But, I mean, this is where Zack Snyder, you know, you kind of realise his visual flair and he's got cameras mm. mounted to the cars and stuff. Exactly. Well, this is his directorial debut. Yes. So I think, I won't say he's an up-and-coming director because I'm fairly certain he's done some big works. But, um, yeah, I think he's got a really clear vision of what he wanted this movie to be. And mm. it wasn't a remake, if that makes sense. Like, he wasn't trying to reproduce what Romero did in Dawn of the Dead. Mm. He was just taking the premise yeah. and remaking it. He wants to do his own thing, for sure. Hmm. I mean, that's a bit like saying, oh, the 300, that's just a movie set back, you know, back in the day. It's an old period piece. Yeah. I preferred like 300 when it was Ben-Hur. I've only seen it once. Mm. Exactly right. <laughs> not biting the... Okay, fine. Keep nope, going. I'm not taking that one. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this was obviously shot in an abandoned mall. Mm. Uh, so the mall was in existence, obviously it closed down, and they took it over. Uh, and they had to fill it with fictional stores because they wouldn't get any real stores into the movie. Yeah, what's the name of the coffee shop? It's like, oh, it's got some punny name, and I hear love puns. Blend, he's in there, I think. Could be. Yeah. Uh, I know they tried to get Starbucks and Nike and that sort of stuff. Now, like, <laughs> fuck off. What are I doing with you? <laughs> fuck that. I think so. Um, but yeah, if you do want to go see where the mall was filmed, uh, you can't. It was demolished after filming was finished. So I think it's now a big parking lot. Bummer. Yeah. But, you know, it will it remain on celluloid film forever, as they would say. <laughs> Classic modern, you know, civilization that we live in. Knock down a mole, build a parking lot. <laughs> <sighs> um, they, during, the, uh, during this remake movie, the, the cause of the zombie uprising isn't really explained. Um, like, it, it wasn't really mentioned in Dawn of the Dead, the original. No. But it's not mentioned in this either. Uh, although on the back of the cover of the DVD, it's said to be a virus. Uh, but that's been refuted by the people who created it because they said that no, no, it's not a virus. You know, a zombie bite's like a vampire bite. Uh, huh. It's supernatural. Once you're bitten, you turn. That's it. Hmm. So yeah. Okay. Doesn't really matter. Who cares? It's because zombies. Exactly. That's why. Because like, yeah, no one going to this movie is going to go. Oh, gee, they they, they yeah, didn't explain no whether it was a virus or if it was it was a contagion. So <laughs> I don't like the movie now. Not important. That was my movie gig voice. I don't need a speech from George Clooney addressing the UN to understand that these are zombies and (laughs) what's going to happen. Exactly right. But they're in a mall. They are in a mall. And who's in the mall, Rodney? Why don't we have a quick rundown of who makes the the cast list for this movie? There's three security guards in there. 
three more cops, I guess. Yeah, more cops would be the best description for them. So, I mean, the way you would describe these guys is there's that one that you know, his face is that guy. Oh, what's he in? Oh, the guy? guy from The Thing. Yeah, yeah that's that yeah, guy. Yeah, I know him. Then there's the stupid one, and then there's the other one. Right, okay. The three cops. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're, they're the ones who are... No, no, you're right. I'm not disagreeing. <laughs> they're the ones that are already in the mall. Yeah. Uh, and the band of people who come to the mall... We've got uh, Ving Rhames playing Ving Rhames in a Ving Rhames role. Yeah. Um, he actually asked to be in this movie when he heard they were making a remake, by Ooh. the way. He sought down the producers. Uh, and they're like, yeah, of course, Ving Rhames is the only person for this role because he said yes. This <laughs> is Ving Rhames, that's why. <laughs> exactly right. Who'd say no to Ving Rhames being in their movie, honestly? Crazy. Um, but yeah, he plays a, a black cop. Well, uh, he's not going to play a white cop. <laughs> he plays a cop. Tell that to Robert Downey Jr. Oh, okay, Story for another podcast. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we've got Ving Rhames and we've got the nurse. Uh, we also have like a salesman kind of guy. Uh, the first time you see him on screen, he reminds me a lot of Sean from Shaun of the Dead. Mm. Um, he's got like, you know, straight black pants on. He's got a white shirt. Half of it's untucked. Some of it's blood stained. He really does look like Sean from Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, maybe purposefully. Mm. Well, this movie, as we've mentioned previously when we talked about Shaun of the Dead, this movie was slated to come out the same opening week as Shaun of the Dead. Mm. But the creators of Shaun of the Dead pushed theirs back a fortnight out of respect for, you know, yeah, right. not wanting people to go see Shaun of the Dead when they went to see Dawn of the Dead. Mm. I'm just checking my notes. Aren't there a bunch of um, cameos from people, people from the original in this one? Maybe even George Romero, but I'm not sure. Definitely Tom Seventy is in it. And definitely the black guy from the first one's in it. Correct. And there's one other person, but I couldn't, couldn't pinpoint down who it was. A few of the uh, the stuntmen from the first one are oh, back in for this, go. like the amputees the and that sort of stuff. They came together. back. Uh, from memory, one of the shops is named after the woman who played the blonde in the first oh. Dawn of the Dead. There you go. Don't remember the name now, but it's like, you know, the pennies or something. They named oh, it okay. after her. <laughs> um, BP, the truck company that lent trucks to the first movie, also appear in the second company. Did you just make that up? That was on the screen, right? As you said that. No, it just reminded me. But oh, yeah, they did lease trucks in the second it. movie as well. Okay. Um, all of the, the fun little things happen. There you go. There's a guy on the TV. So this is something that happens in the first one. There's a guy on the TV and he kind of, somehow he knows everything. He's like the brains trust. He's kind of a fat guy with a massive black beard. And <laughs> in the first patch. one he also has an eye patch Why and glasses. An patch? <laughs> but he's creepy as. It reminds me of bad <clears throat> student theatre where they've yes, got to hide the yes. character. Like a, yeah, a really does. quick costume change. Just give him a beard and an eye patch and... He, just he, change him. He's got tickets on himself to be the next awesome Wales, that guy. He's got yeah. a good booming voice, but he's like, oh, the zombies, I don't understand how we will survive. <laughs> there's a version, a more believable version in, in the remake. But, there is. Um, I mean, there's, there's a lot of little, yeah, throwbacks to the original. Hmm. And so again, like the original, there's a, a pregnant woman and her partner. Yep. Except there's a twist. There is a twist. He's black. <gasps> he plays a black husband <laughs> yeah. mixed, mixed race um, I mean you know the original movie ratchets up some of the social you know stuff mores yep and this movie you know tries to do that too sure does uh, and yeah there are a bunch of other people like there's an asshole um, I have no other words for him apart from he's an asshole he's the dad from Modern Family I was going to say that too yeah uh. he's part of the group that, that gate crashes later he's like super sarcastic my favorite character. Yeah, he's I my favorite character. Couldn't have to tell. I think I just like that guy. Like Ty he's, he's a wealthy 
I don't know, industrialist or something. I don't know what you'd call him. Maybe he's a stockbroker or something. He's just wealthy. He's just like, I shouldn't have gone he's out just, of bed this day. Yeah, he's just a wealthy asshole, basically. Yeah. And so uh, I think it's really nice to have him in there just going, you know what, do whatever the fuck you don't want. I don't care. I'm just going to be alive. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to do whatever benefits me. It's great. <laughs> no, he is amazing. He's so funny. Hmm. Uh, and he has a, what would you call her? Uh, I don't know. A wench? No. He makes her his wench. Yeah, I guess that would be the best way to term it. Were they... Were they together before they went in there? They came in on the same truck, didn't they? Oh, I don't know. I just assumed they hooked up in they the mold. Probably could have done because because that's what you do when the the world comes to an end. I guess sure, why not? Because he's charismatic and he's, he can convince people who are easily convinced. Sure, and she's easily convinced. Absolutely, that's all I got. There's also uh, an old woman and a young girl as well. Yeah. Like a, a mother figure for everybody and then so a child the, figure for everybody. Oh, yeah, okay. Cool. And the child figure for everybody has a dog. Who's the one? There's an old woman who's a zombie. I'm looking at my notes and all I've written down is this old woman is a zombie, you fucktards. <laughs> like they couldn't tell. Like there was an old woman who is, I think she comes in on the truck as well. She comes in on the truck. She's like, she her, was, her, head, her head's like puffed up to twice the just size. Like the, she can't talk. She's like, uh, they're like, maybe she's sick. Maybe she needs some water. Just like she's in a fucking zombie. Shaun of the Dead, she's been bitten. She didn't want to tell anyone. Didn't want to be a bother, and so that's how everyone discovers how you. I can tell from two seconds of looking at her. Just shoot her in the head. You can also tell the huge guy's huge forehead's going to walk into the helicopter yeah. blades as well. Which point? Uh, no point. Good. <laughs> Move on. So this, you know, band of misfits kind of gets together, and again, they shut off the mall. They lock all the yep. doors. They kill yeah. all the zombies inside. They kind of make a home for themselves and get into a routine and a pattern. <laughs> Bing Rains has a bit of a story. Like, I'm here with you guys, but I, my goal is to get out of here and find my brother, reconnect with him. Hmm. But, I mean, you know, he, he finds out pretty early that the barricade or whatever that his brother was staying at, that's, it's wiped out. That is flawed. Hmm. That place is gone. Your brother's gone. But he still so holds then, out hope. Yeah, but he ends up on the roof and he sees the guy in the other building and then he becomes like a you know, de facto brother, a standard. A brother from another mother. He, he, yeah. He, he has a brotherly connection to this guy, even though he doesn't know him. He's just a survivor. Well, part of my favorite thing out of this movie, there's two things. One is chess by a whiteboard. Yeah. How the guy in the very, very far away gun shop and Ving Rhames are playing chess by just, you know, holding up moves on a whiteboard. I like yeah, that a lot. Pretty good. The other thing I like is zombie celebrity lookalike headshots. I, yeah. The first note that I have about that is, was that Jay Leno that they shot? But then I realized they're dressing up the zombies to look like celebrities yes. so that the characters in the movie can stand on the roof and say, shoot, Burt Reynolds. Fuck, <laughs> shoot, Rosie O'Donnell. Fuck Too that easy. zombie look like Burt Reynolds. I'm yeah. serious. That was great. Very good. Well, that scene came up, I'm like, but that's exactly what you do. You, if you've you know, got access to guns and a sniper rifle, you'd yeah. shoot the ones who look like celebrities. Because you could. For sure. Um, what else have I got in my list of notes here? Uh, uh, throughout this entire yeah. remake, the word zombie is not used. Oh, right. No one actually refers to them as zombies. Hmm. Uh, again, they're just you know, called the dead you know, arise. No one actually uses the word. It is written on the back of the DVD cover, however. So... Take that with that, what you will. To get you to buy it when you're, or, or your mother can buy it for you from Kmart because she doesn't know what you like. <laughs> so I think he's like zombies. Look at this. You like old zombie movies? I got you this one, yeah. Dawn of the Dead. They say it's great. It they say it's a classic. It's better than the old one. It's just so classic. right here on the cover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, one thing they did on a, like a technical point that I like a lot is yep. they've changed the color of the blood from the zombies. Um, I don't know if you've noticed throughout the filming of the movie, but the recently dead zombies still had sort of red blood. Oh. If they'd been dead like a week to two weeks, they had brown blood. 
They've been dead longer than that. They had like a black, oily kind of viscous substance for blood. That's Zack Snyder guy. He's clever. He is. So because of that, they basically had what they called the blood cart, which was a golf cart covered in blood. Pantone <laughs> covered <laughs> blood bags everywhere. Zombie they used to green. drive around. Two weeks zombie green. Mm. Yeah. And the uh, the crew and cast sometimes cover themselves in like ponchos, <laughs> so they didn't get covered in fake blood all the time. You'd have to. It's just good stuff. Massive full size condoms, like in that Naked Gun movie. <laughs> <laughs> full body condoms. Full body condoms, yeah. indeed. Um, I've so got yeah. a couple more notes, but it basically, I mean, there's the pregnant um, woman, and she gets. There's only a tiny little scratch or something on her, right? That's the idea. She's only just slightly bitten. Only a little yeah. bit. She's just a little bit, and she's still good. And then her husband or partner starts to kind of. To separate her from the group a little bit, because he kind of, I think he kind of knows, like she's he he knows that yeah, most likely this is gonna happen. He's hoping that the baby will turn out okay, because he's I think there's like a bit of an undercurrent of this guy's from the streets, yeah, maybe you know bad family perhaps came from the wrong side of the tracks. Chance of a new life, yeah, absolutely for a new life. So he's really hoping that his wife and his baby will turn out fine. At the very least, his baby will turn out fine. Hmm. So yeah, obviously things start to degrade for his wife, and he's like, well, the only thing I've got left is this child. I will raise this child and give it the future I didn't have and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, this is where if you've really not seen the movie, you might want to turn away because this is one of the best scenes <laughs> turn in the movie. Turn away. So yeah, just block your ears for about four minutes. We'll <laughs> be fine. Um, yeah, it gets worse and worse and she degrades and then she starts to actually kind of turn. She he's does. tied her up and restrained her. He's so restrained her to the bed and he's just like, yeah, she's just in a bad way. She's, <laughs> yeah, she's just, I'll just go bring her her food I'll every day. I want vitamins <laughs> and she'll be fine. <laughs> And then there's that scene where the old lady comes in and she sees her strapped to the bed and it's like, ah, it's fucking freaky as shit. <laughs> yeah. So obviously, like, and there's a scene too where she's got her pregnant belly exposed and the, the dad puts his head down to it. And then there's like, you could basically like zombie hands coming up out of the belly <laughs> trying to reach him. Like, I want to eat you. So she's having a well, zombie yeah. baby. She kind of, you know, dies and becomes a zombie. And yes. he... You know, goes, right, well, I've got to kill you. You're a zombie. Gives birth. And then she's a fully fledged zombie by now. Yeah. Yeah. But she dies before the baby's born, isn't she? Well, she, there's a woman who comes in. She, she's like, I'll just go, and, uh, just go and check on that pregnant woman, see how she's going. Maybe take her some towels. Yeah, we haven't seen her she for like four in. weeks. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So I think does maybe the husband kills the wife. He and does. then the woman walks in and she's like, oh my God, she was a zombie. That kid's a zombie. And then the dad's like, there's no way you're taking my zombie baby. And he shoots her and then she shoots uh, him. Mm. And then there's a zombie baby left on the bed. And then and the rest of them go, what was that shooting about? That's weird. Fuck, zombie baby is Come the in. thing of nightmares. Like yeah. seriously. Gorgeous baby, gorgeous baby, terrifying. It's like angel, 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 demon. Yeah. So it's then like, they kill it mm. and it's the worst. Yeah, absolutely. It's... And yeah. Yeah, sleep with the lights on from now on. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Don't even don't even YouTube it. Can't sleep, zombie baby will. Yeah, eat. it's one of those things that really sticks with your mind, especially the look in the baby's <laughs> eyes. Yeah, because it's fully conscious. So it's, this movie is horrible, fucking creepy as shit. And it's awful, and it's <laughs> but it's the best part of the movie. It's no, great, and it's the best. Yeah, oh, it's the best thing. Um, so yes, moving on from that, obviously they, they decide <laughs> you that... You can't just say it like that. So anyway, forget all to, that. Let's just move on. I have was to, a zombie baby. I have to put zombie baby behind me. I cannot baby. stay there. Did you think later If I think on, of zombie baby too long, it merges with the dancing baby from <laughs> yeah. Ali McBeal. Then I have dancing zombie babies in my Doing head. the zombie lurch. Exactly right. Later on, they go, um, oh, the, the guy in the other building, you know, we could, they, they come up with an escape plan. They're like, look, guys, you've got to just get out of here. 
the the guy in the other building is like starving to death. He's yes. like, I am hungry. <laughs> I need food. Oh, I'm famished. <laughs> so they they get an idea. Let's put food on the dog and run the dog over there because the zombies don't want the dog for well, some reason. Yeah, the zombies Were don't you go thinking, for the dog. This movie's throwing everything at us. This is going to be a zombie dog. Hmm. Did it turn into a? It didn't. No, no. Just, no. no. Disappointing. Strike number two. Exactly. Uh, one thing I did like is like the, the shopping mall itself has a, a growing number of zombies. Like when the first time they arrive, it's fairly empty. Then there's like, you know, 10 or 12 yeah. hanging around. Oh, yeah, then there's 50. And by this point of the movie, there is like hundreds of, not hundreds of thousands, yeah. but thousands of thousands of zombies. It keeps, it keeps, it keeps All just sort of standing there going, uh, So like we're talking a good two kilometers from mall to the, the gun yeah, shop yeah, and it's so. entirely full with zombies all the yeah. way. But so, uh, yeah, they get the idea of we'll put food on the dog and the, the guy from the mall, <laughs> the shopping thing, the soup, the shopping thing. <laughs> what is that? Thing? And then the guy from it's called the mall. <laughs> and then the guy from the gun shop can call the dog and they'll have food on him. Yeah. Of course, they don't realize the one fatal flaw in the plan is to let the dog in. The guy from the gun shop has to open the door. Whoops. And whoops, we killed the guy from the gun shop. Oh, now he's a zombie, or is he? Yes, he is. And then the the emotional girl goes. My, my dog. dog. <laughs> and she goes after the dog. What an idiot. And, oh, let her die. Seriously. Just let her die. Fuck the dog. Yeah. It's a dog. If it wants to come back, it'll come back. You know why? Because the zombies aren't going to yeah. bother it. But it gives you that, you know, opportunity for a rescue attempt. It does. Uh, so they have the idea of, I think it's the rich guy. He says, so, uh, I've got a boat. So guys, <laughs> wouldn't, it be, w- wouldn't it be great if we could just get on my boat and drive away from all our problems? And they go, think, we can do that. That's a, that's a thing we can do. Why didn't you tell us you had a boat? You fucker. He's like, oh, I guess I do have a boat that you guys could all fit on. Hooray! Because he's sarcastic. <laughs> he's like, let's get on a boat and go to an island. There's mm. barely ever zombies on islands. Yeah. And this is when uh, the movie stops being a zombie movie and turns into Mad Max. I don't really like because... it from this point of, I've got to say. <laughs> I prefer the ending from the first one, but the, the bikers yeah. break in and destroy the little habitat. <laughs> in this one, they basically turn two, I don't buses. know, shuttle buses yeah. into things from Mad Max. They armor plated. Or from the end put... of Stripes. Or the one from the end of Stripes, yeah. yes. Nicely put. They armor plate it and they go, right, we'll stock it with food. We'll put flamethrowers on it. We'll put slits for chainsaws and all this kind of stuff. It's, and yeah. we'll just drive to the dock and get onto a boat. That's the plan. That's the whole plan. Yeah. So they get out into these tens of thousands of zombies and they realize um, these, uh, these zombies aren't getting out the way. No. <laughs> That's a bit of a bother. Whoops. That's okay. <laughs> Floor, flying the ointment there, guys. That's okay. We've got this sorted. That's yeah. why we put you know chainsaw holes in the side of the yeah. bus. Oops, there goes your arm. Sorry. Oh, well, no. um, that's meant for the zombies, right? Uh, Ugh, I just cut your arm off. Sorry. Day. I owe you one. Ooh. But they, um, I mean, they do get to a point <laughs> where they, they're just driving and they literally just can't drive any further. So this is when they get the, um, the propane mm. tank and they... Well, they, one of the, the trucks has an accident and it tips over and... Again, it's all contrivances. Yeah. There's two trucks. One of them gets tipped over and they, they have to run from one to the other and yeah, whatever. Yeah. This but, is yeah. clearly the part of the movie we don't like as much because it's, you know. Well, it, the problem is, I mean, you know, I'm going to talk you through it, but it revisits the well too many times where there's a the propane gas tank, throw it at the zombies and shoot it and it blows up. Like, I mean, this is like Jaws or something, right? Yeah. It's the big finale in Jaws, but they do it three times at the end of this movie. Three times. Like, mm-hmm. it's not even like... One, two, three. It's like one, ten minutes later. I know. Remember how we did that exploding thing? That Remember how that, that killed a lot again. of zombies? Let's do it again. And then they just... It's like, come up with something else. <laughs> three times. Um, so yeah, they eventually they, they make it to the boat. And that's yeah. sort of the end of the movie. We're on a boat. It's it, And then the credits start to roll. Don't you ever forget. And they're, they're sailing off. 
And, uh, and that's it. The credits start black, and we're thinking, "Oh, this is good. Good movie. Yeah. Well done, Zach. Wrong. And if there's one movie to watch through the credits, it's yeah, this because it's, it's awesome. Because you haven't <laughs> you haven't seen the ending unless you've sat till the end. They do provide an interesting shot in the credits, which I don't know if you've thought about too much or not, because they're on the boat and they open the yeah. the ice box, like the little the little esky chest. Yeah. Inside the chest is a there's zombie a head. head. Yeah. That's still alive. Ah. It's just a head. But maybe there was um, some sausages or something in there and it just had a little nibble. No, no, no. What's the one golden rule of how to kill a zombie? Oh, you cut its head off. Yeah, these guys are fucked. This is what I'm saying. He's like <laughs> uber zombies. realise that. Yeah. No wonder the island's full of zombies. They're <laughs> fucked. But the, uh, yeah, the, the, the smart-ass sarcastic guy is dead. He's gone. He's, mm. By this stage, he's long gone. Yeah, he's long dead. He's, his head <laughs> is come up and as has to happen in movies like these. Mm-hmm. But on the boat... <laughs> Uh, this is so great. On the boat, they find his video camera and they decide to shoot a little movie. But what happens is, like what happens with sometimes with VHS cameras and stuff, there's like a little bit of the old movie and then a little bit of the new movie. It kind of cuts back and forth. Like when Homer tapes over Maggie's birth. Uh-huh. So, get, I mean, this guy's dead. But then you get to see him like dressed as a captain with two gorgeous women going like, come aboard, ladies. <laughs> And then it's cut to, we have no gas left. There's no food. What are we going to do? And then there's two girls making out and then there's like zombies. <laughs> it's so fun. It's like at the end of The Hangover where you see the photos from the night. From the night before, like, oh, yeah. that stuff happened. We're going back. We're revisiting that. It's really, mm, good. It's really good. I definitely yes. recommend staying all the way through the credits, right to the end. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's entertaining and it's fun and then you, yeah. Because yeah, as we've mentioned credits, like three times now, they get to an island. It's like, hooray, we're saved. Oh no, the zombies were dead. Oh, whoops. <laughs> it's like such an ordeal to get there. It's like a whole other movie. Them getting mm. on that boat and getting to the island is a whole other movie where they've got no food and they're looking at each other and the gas. Mm. I mean, you imagine them there kind of paddling and coming up with how are we going to get to the friggin' island? How do we find it? Oh, I use the sun. It's like a whole movie there. But it's just shown in a couple of little clips. Yeah, I've just got uh, one last thing. My, my last note here is yeah. that the movie doesn't really have a hidden meaning behind the zombies. Like, oh, there's no. No, 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 no. No, no communism, no nothing about it. But I've just realized because the, the two shuttles they create, yeah. they name the, the Pinto and the Santa Maria, yeah. which to Americans means a lot. It's the, the two vessels that the pilgrims first came across from England oh, to yeah, of course. get away from persecution. Mm. Uh, and I just realized they're the ones kind of, you know, fleeing persecution. They're trying to get away from all the zombies to get onto this island far away that's supposed to be great and idyllic where everyone stuff, dies so <laughs> it's kind of him being the, the pilgrims out of America where they you know they get killed by the Indians yeah. so zombies are Indian <laughs> I guess in this parable zombies are Indians except the, the oh. Indians kind of lost that fight didn't they so I don't know I don't, it... when, when the American settlers left Britain to go to Plymouth. England they weren't fleeing Indians no they were fleeing religious persecution yeah by the Puritans yeah. by, the, by the British basically no they wanted to be more puritanical that's why they originally left but they weren't fleeing persecution from Indians so how are the zombies Indians <laughs> topic for another podcast moving on yeah <laughs> we need to remake this podcast um, um, I think that's all the notes I have you that's about all I have I mean I think I mean this movie it loses me a bit at the end because it, it not just because it's silly but because it's just repetitive and I kind of checked out and then everybody died anyway and it's like with movies like that, you really got to be considered about it. You can't just kill everybody for no reason. I'm not really a fan of that. Agreed. Like the, in the Romero original, everyone died because everyone died and they died for their own reasons. In this, people died just because, I mean, you know, the, you can die. The black guy and the woman survive in the Romero one. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. 
But there's lots of other movies, and we've done like Heaven in the Woods. We've done other movies. There's there's other movies out there where people, everyone just dies at the end, and it's just like, well, there you go, everyone's dead. Hmm. But you've really got to just. It's the have a reason for doing that. It's the etch a sketch moving end. You just just shake the shit out of it. Oh, and Dead Snow, everyone died at the end as well. Yeah, but that had a reason to. That was great. (laughs) Moving on. Uh, rating out of ten for the rating new out one. Of 10. I'll give it. I give it six because it's pretty good. It's actually, I think, as good as a remake of Dawn of the Dead could realistically be. I gave it a, about a seven, okay. uh, mainly That's because bad. of the baby scene because that was just fucking freaky yeah. shit. I just think Zack Snyder's done better movies than this, and mm. I would probably probably give those seven or eight, so nines maybe. Mm. So I just I can't be too generous with this one, but it's okay. Mm. I, I like. I actually gave it extra points because it's not trying <laughs> to remake. The original, yeah, yeah. like sure, sure, the sure. Psycho, you mm. probably remember Psycho from oh, too I've long seen ago. It. It's not as bad a as shot for shot say, remake. It's, it's yeah. as bad as people say. No, 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 no. It really is. No, no. Another time. Mm. So before we wind up, I yeah. have a surprise for you, Rodney. Let's talk about Dawn of the Dead for two more hours. No. It's <laughs> delay, delay, It's better delay. than that. I have taken the time to write a zombie movie quiz. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> Oh, it wasn't what I was thinking, so this is good. Yes. Yes. So, given we've done five movies in a row, I have five questions in our zombie uh, quiz. Late show, five in a row. Just put that together myself as well. Yeah. The fifth one. Late's even more, yeah. <laughs> Talk about longbow. Uh, so, question the first. Okay. This is going back to the very first zombie movie. Oh, okay. White Zombie, starring Bella Lugosi, is considered the first zombie movie in the zombie genre. When was it made? And that's his multiple choice. Yeah. Was it 1928, 1932, 1936, or 1940? I know Bela Lugosi goes back a long way, and he, he's obviously famous for playing Dracula and then being in those Edward movies. Mm-hmm. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go a bit later. Maybe 30... Did you say 36? 28, 32, 36, or 40? Yeah, I'll go 36. Incorrect. Oh. It was 1932. I was close. You were close. It was in the 30s. <laughs> I might, might give you half a point for that. I was thinking 32. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, which of the following is not a feature-length zombie movie? Ooh. You ready? I'm getting Here's up. the list. Yeah. Punk rock zombie kung fu catfight. <laughs> I was salivating for something like this. The incredibly strange creatures who stopped living and became mixed up zombies. Oh, that one's real. Zombies on acid mm. or zombies on Broadway. One of those oh. is not... A feature-length zombie movie. Can you tell me which one it is? What was the first one again? Punk rock zombie kung fu catfight. I reckon... Oh, catfight. No, I reckon that one's, that one's real. All right, well, let's, let's take this a puppy by piece. Punk rock zombie <laughs> kung fu catfight. Re- movie or not movie? I reckon that's a movie. That is a movie. It was made in 2004. Yeah. The incredibly strange creatures who stopped living and became mixed up zombies. I feel like I've, I feel like I've heard of this one, so I'm going movie. It is a movie. Yeah. 1964. Yeah. So that leaves, uh, so that leaves two. us with two options. Is it Zombies on Acid or Zombies on Broadway? I mean, Zombies on Broadway, that's just so crazy that it just might never work. So I'm going to go that that's a fake one. You're going Zombies on Broadway is the fake? Yeah, that's not real. Incorrect. <sighs> zombies on Broadway was made in 1945. Zombies on Acid <laughs> is not the feature-length zombie movie. It's only a YouTube fan fiction movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, question the third. So you're not doing too bad. Okay. You know, you've got the first one wrong and the second one wrong as well. Mm. But, uh, you know, I'll give you a half point for the second one. You got two out of four. The only occasion a zombie has spoken in one of Romero's zombie movies is in Day of the Dead. Okay. What did he say? Multiple choice. Didn't make it too hard. 
is it? This is our day. You two must die. Not the band, as in you as well <laughs> must die. <laughs> he didn't make Bono or anything. It wasn't I love like that at the edge. <laughs> Did he say Joshua Tree is underrated? <laughs> Did he say? Feeling lively, Captain. No fucking way. <laughs> or did he say, hello, Aunt Alicia? One of these is correct. And I'll give you a hint. It's not the one that references you two. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Um... So it's the options are, this is our day. You two must die. Feeling lively, Captain. Or hello, Aunt Alicia. I'm going to go with the last one. Hello, Aunt Alicia. Ding, ding, ding. Correct. Ah. Oh, Hello, Aunt Alicia is right. So tenseful. Scientists are trying to test what zombies are capable of, yeah. and one of them hands him a, a, a phone, and he's like, "Answer the phone. Say hello, Aunt Alicia." <laughs> and the zombie kind of goes, <laughs> and they count that as stalled. So have you seen that one? No. It's about like let's build a big wall and keep all the zombies out. It's like a metaphor for terrorism. Sure. Okay. Nice. Might have to check that later on. Uh, number four. This one is one you should know. So there's no options to this one. So I'm definitely getting it wrong. Yes. According to the newscaster in Shaun of the Dead, what is the best way to kill a zombie? Well, I mean... I'm looking for the, the quote here because, you know, you've seen Shaun of the Dead a bunch quote. of times. Pretty sure there's something about removing the head. You've got to remove the head and then throw it over your left shoulder. <laughs> you've got to do it on the second Monday of every... No. <laughs> Removing the head to, is right. That's half a point. Remo- remove the head. Or? Or destroy the brain. Ding, ding, ding. Ah. You've got to remove the head or destroy the brain. That is his well, exact I mean, line. Removing the head, that's not good for a brain, is it? No. True. Uh, now, number five. This one I had to kind of research a bit because I couldn't think of a fifth question. So this one's a little bit out of left field for you. you wouldn't, you're not considering just letting me off the hook? and No. Yeah. What is the name of the cat in Pet Cemetery? Multiple choice. This is one of the ones you told people to, look, to watch. I know, but to. I haven't seen it for 20 years. Uh, what's the name of the cat? Is it right. Church, Fluffy, Gage, or Griffin? I think Gage is the name of the son in that movie. It is. And Church, I feel like that's the name of a pet in a different movie. So I'm going to knock those two out. Okay, so now, your remaining options is Fluffy or Griffin? I don't think it's Fluffy. I'm going to go Griffin. Incorrect. It's Cage, isn't it? It's Church. It's church. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because when I said it's definitely not Church, you looked at me with When like, you went, it's like Church from an animal from a movie. It is like, an animal I mean, from a movie. I know it's a poker face is designed to not give anything away, but when you give someone a poker face, it's like, well, that's because you're hiding something. <laughs> so, you didn't do too bad. Um, you oh, so didn't do I was well. thinking Church is the name of a pet from some movie. That movie. <laughs> you know, you got half point in the first one, half point in the second one. You got the third one. You got the fourth one. You missed the fifth one. I reckon you're right halfway. Oh, you, I give you three out of five. Scores is hard. I know. Three out of five. Nice work. All right. Thanks. Appreciate that. <laughs> so this kind of draws to an end our uh, movie marathon of zombies. Hopefully no you, you stay with us. I've been like I can't go to sleep unless I look at photos of flowers. <laughs> and that's you know well before this podcast started. <laughs> so you should see help about that. Yeah. Now we're gonna give you a little treat. Because uh, we're going to start something new here on Just Another Movie Podcast. Oh. We're doing something I like to call community theatre. Mm. Uh, what we've done is we've taken some dialogue from the next movie we're going to review. So this, you may or may not recognise this. If you I, do, I haven't seen this one. 
yeah, Rodney actually hasn't seen the movie we're going to review next, so this should be interesting because he has no idea what character he's playing or the scene it's from or anything. This is, in fact, the first time he's reading the script, so the uh, sound of derision you can hear is him clearly looking at the, the work mm. of Shakespeare before us. I'm thinking what voice do I do? <laughs> <laughs> mm. Well, if I can perhaps uh, give you a lead, you're the, the hero of the movie okay. and I'm the bad guy. The There's movie. a lot of lines in this sheet. Are they? Is this one scene or is this random lines from the movie? This is a scene. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. Uh, they're talking to each other through like a walkie-talkie thing. Maybe I'm giving too many hints away. I'm going to stop now. Um, and so oh, walkie-talkies. Oh, that's a big clue. You just gave away a big clue, buddy. Shut up. Is this walkie-talkie? Uh, so I have the first line. So you need to give me an action cue when you're ready. Welcome to community theatre. <laughs> action. Welcome to my house. Hey, asshole. What took you so long? You're the one that let the first lady die, no? And soon the president... Failure seems to be a habit with you. Yeah, well, maybe I owe you for giving me the chance for making up that today. I admire you for acknowledging your failure, but there's no going back. Nothing you try to do here tonight can atone. Yeah, maybe not, but I reckon fucking your shit up will be a pretty good start. You may want to take a head count. The bodies are piling up. I have more than enough men to finish the mission. Oh, and by the way, if you're looking for Connor, he's on his way to the baseball game. How's your wife? She's a nurse. She saves lives. Too bad she will not save yours. You know what? Why don't you and I play a game of fuck off? You go first. And sing. sing. <laughs> yep. uh, this so is a fake movie, right? <laughs> for the listeners, I apologize. I kind of went slightly Christopher Walken there towards the end. <laughs> Um, it's not not real I swear to god it's dialogue from the movie a baseball game is this Field of Dreams or something (laughs) when you watch the movie you will understand Mm. Uh, for those who know what movie we've just done by all means please email us in at Rodney what's the email address just another movie podcast at gmail.com correct or you can send us a tweet at j underscore a underscore m podcast you can also catch us on Facebook on our Facebook site. So Find just, us on Facebook. Just or email us and ask us what the Twitter is and we'll tweet you <laughs> the Facebook link. Uh, we've also done a few written reviews up there for movies we haven't yeah. done podcasts for. So by all means, check out the website, which is just another moviepodcast.wordpress.com. Uh, apart from that, thank you for listening. If you know what it is, do let us know. Otherwise, I've been Ewan. I've been Rodney. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.
just a lonely zombie, lonely zombie.